to Midday. This is Kevin Joe Midday Madness right here on Tide 100.9. Streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. My man Nathan Reed, Seth Shirey, Aiden Dollins, and of course myself, Joe Gaither, hanging out with you guys for the next hour. I want to say thank you to Martin and Xavier Houston to get the, getting the day going with the Martin Houston show. You hear a weekday, six until seven. You got our man Whippin' Barry Sanderson on inside the locker room from seven to nine. And of course, Gary Harris just wrapped up the Gary Harris show from nine to eleven. He had a hard hitting, a real good interview with Patrick Murphy. Got, a, got two big pieces of breaking news for the Alabama softball team. So our man Gary Harris wrapping up his his show from 9 to 11. You can hear him every day from 9 to 11. I'll pass it off to Big Noon Sports at 12 o'clock with my friend Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller. And 2 o'clock, I'll be back with you for a little bit of time on the game. 2 until 6. It's Wednesday. We'll have a little uh, Trent Richardson on the ropes. Actually, going to do a little bit of Stingray tonight as well. Stingray, Trent Richardson, and then Chuck Oliver because the Alabama baseball team is playing Ole Miss this weekend. So we're going to uh, move Stingray up by one day, and that is cool. So stay with us. We'll be live and local all day long and download the Tide 100.9 app. We'll be, uh, it's the best way to keep up with all your Crimson Tide news and notes. Follow us on the Twitter machine at Tide 100.9 at Aiden underscore Dollins at Septimus underscore 44. What is it? At NR Reed, Nathan Reed. Oh gosh, it's been a minute since I've seen you, so I don't have it fresh on my, the Nathan Reed handle fresh on my head. I'm sorry about that. Jump in and give us your handle here in just a little while, and you can find me at Joe Gaither Six. You can always join the show on the Derry Daniel State Farm Hotline at 205-342-9904. Derry Daniel proudly presents the program. Uh, Derry Daniel State Farm is what you need for your insurance needs. It's, it's raining outside, so like goodness gracious, the uh, we know the Tuscaloosa traffic and the rain is not so friendly. Uh, so please be careful out there and make sure that you're properly insured. You need proper car insurance. Uh, you need what a comprehensive, not liability. You need comprehensive coverage, and my man, uh, my man Derry Daniel can get that taken care of for you. Call him at two zero five seven five eight three three nine one. All right, all right, all right. So I'd been a while. It's been, we're halfway through the week here on Cupa Joe on a Wednesday. Uh, rainy, rainy day. What are we going to do today, guys? There's, there's a bunch of us. I know at 11.15, 11.15, we're going to hear from my friend Michael Bronner of WNSP, and he's going to jump in and join the show, and it's going to be kind of like an ensemble, but we'll cre- create as good of a show as we can. What do my notes say? Nathan Reed took all my notes, and I love you for that. Let's start Let's start local. Let's start local because that's what everybody wants to hear. Let's break down. Let's have a little quick conversation, guys, on Patrick Murphy's announcement of Montana Feltz on the Gary Harris Show, as heard on the Gary Harris Show about a half hour ago, Montana Fouts hyperextended knee and is day-to-day. So there's uh, four of us, four votes. Are we seeing Montana Fouts this weekend in the Super Regional against either LIU, Central Arkansas, or... MTSU, MTSU, yes, it was the fourth, com- uh, fourth team coming. So uh, day-to-day, Aiden Dollins, is Montana Fouts going to be in the circle this weekend? No. Oh, we got to cut him on. There we go. Try again. No. Boom, boom. No for Aiden Dolan. Seth Shirey, do we see the people's queen, the rightful homecoming queen from 2022 in the circle this weekend? 2021. 2021. I'm going to agree. No for Seth Shirey and Nathan Reed. Come on, man. We're playing the game. Everybody plays. No. No. No, you don't play the game, or no, we don't see her? No, we don't see her. I know Nathan. Both. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Nathan Nathan is my perfect Roy Bellamy. Just That's sitting fair. in the back, keeping everybody in control, fact-checking, sound levels, doing it all right there. That's a fair uh, bet. All right. No Montana this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. But let's all take a quick step and, and, and recognize Murph's news of a hyperextended knee and day-to-day. That is... um. That's great news, honestly. Walking away from, uh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to flip that chair upside down and hit it from the bottom side because that's, I don't know where the joint is. I don't know where the joint is that it's, it's in, no, 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 like in that, like it's all of that. It's, yeah, this is the squeaky chair, like hit every single joint. It's a low budget operation. We're it, sorry. No, it's no, we're not sorry. We were honest. That's why I swapped the chairs. Um, okay, no, it's, it's great news. It's great news. Montana Fouts, look, last Thursday night, so let's let's talk. How'd you feel? In the, in the sixth inning, she she has the one the one pitch, the live pitch that was, that was, oh, I'm hurt. And then everybody comes out to her. 
Patrick Murphy comes out. We do a couple practice pitches. The first one, first two practice pitches go okay. And then that third practice pitch, he's planted. And it was, oh, I am hurt. So, like, from there to today, hyperextended knee, day to day, we're winning. That's a good news. That's good news. Yeah, that's what I said right when I, we, uh, when Nate and I heard it. I basically turned to him. I was like, that's, you know, that's good news, right? That's, you know, that's that's a uh, optimistic, you know, prognosis from Murphy. Um, the way he said it might not have seemed optimistic, but if a hyperextension is all it is, you know, obviously, you know, like, we, like, well, like we've agreed, she's probably not going to play this weekend, even if it is, you know, the mildest of injuries. It's, it's a pain thing, and, you know, it, it looks good, I think, that she would play in the Super Regional. I think if you asked us that night or the day after, would, would she play again this season? The answer might have been no. Yeah. But from what he said, I mean, there's big reason to be optimistic. She could even make an appearance this weekend. You know, it's it's not off the table. I think if if we run into trouble, I think she could be possibly at a point where we could see her. Hopefully, we don't need her. I, in a perfect world, we don't need to go to her this weekend, and we can save her for the super regional. But we'll see. I I, I think you hit the word a lot. Optimistic, optimistic, optimistic. And I think Coach Murphy's evaluation of the injury might be a touch optimistic. Um, you know, sure she's day to day, but. A hyperextended knee is a hyperextended knee, and that's a knee that's not just coming down the full weight of your body, but like the force of having jumped about nine, ten inches in, into the air in the process of this pitch. Montana Fouts is not nobody takes this the wrong way. She's not a petite woman. She's like six two. She's muscular. She's an elite she's athlete. A, she's a college athlete. Yeah. She is a she is a for lack of she's an Adonis. Whatever or, or, or whatever the female equivalent of that is, you know, she's spectacularly built. That's not a light weight of body coming down on that knee. And even without any ligament tearing, a hyperextension is extremely painful, and it takes multiple weeks to recover from. Now, by the time the Super Regional rolls around, it'll have been two full weeks, exactly 14 days since the injury. So there's hope there. But I think any idea that, oh, she might be available this weekend, I think is a little overly optimistic. I think if you see her play this weekend, we will be in a desperate, a desperate situation. We'll be down by six yeah. runs to Middle Tennessee State. Well, that or that, that, and we'll be facing elimination. It'll be, it'll be okay. Montana, uh, our season might be over. Do you want to get one? You, you want to uh, get one out? Get, you know, give it your best effort. Give it your college try to to, to save us and extend our season. I think that if, if she is playing this weekend. It will be in a desperate situation. It'll be to make her last appearance in Rose. Pretty much, exactly. And, and I hope that that is not the case. 100%. I hope that's not the case. I, I expect it. Uh, hey, Nathan, real quick. Somebody just came to look around or something. Go find out what they wanted. Uh, and John, John Matthews in this corner. Go find out what he wanted. Uh, four minutes, four please. Thank you. I'm sorry. I appreciate that. Uh, no, but I think it, exactly like you said, it'll be... Oh crap, things are falling apart. Montana Fouts, let's get you a standing ovation in front of the Rhodes crowd. Maybe, maybe you hold, you know, you clean the, clear the bases or, or hold down the fort or, you know, hold the dam while we can get the offense going. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that we do not see her this weekend. Uh, quick other thing that, that Murph pointed out, it pointed out, uh, the girls are going to Italy this weekend, this summer. I think that's super cool. I mean, breaking news, that's super cool. I mean, one, I've never been out uh, over to Europe, but going to Italy, hopefully uh hopefully all the girls get get their fill of pizza and pasta and have have a have a big old time. He's going to play the the Italian national team for three or four times and, and going to have a, a big old a, a big old uh event. I think that's awesome. It's a set viewer. I mean, the guys the the basketball team went to Spain. The basketball team went to Spain two years ago. The girls are going, the, the softball team going to Italy this summer. Uh, who's getting the better end? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you can complain either way. Personally, I want to go to Italy between the two. I mean, Italy, Italy has been a dream vacation for a while, for sure. It seems like one of the coolest places on earth you can visit. 100%. I, I think, uh, Spain, good job, good job, Nate Oates. Well done. But uh, Italy is probably the uh, the cream of the, the like the tourist spot. We're going to be eating. Um, the problem is, <laughs> the girls might have to uh, might have to go on a little bit of a diet after the after the trip. And that's not disparaging the ladies. Italy is just the the food. Like I think I could eat like five times my 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 weight in food in Italy. 
people say, I think Italian food is in general healthier than like you know Italian American. Okay. You know they don't really have the same. The Mediterranean diet. That's uh, the human body enjoys it. Oh boy, boy, boy. So uh, the, the other thing here, the cream of the crop of what you're going to Italy for, got to hit the namesake of the show. The coffee oh, yes. is just incredible. Lavazza is like the gold standard. Do we think Murphy's a coffee guy? M- Murph, I'm Has sorry, he's Has a Folgers. You know, Folgers. You know, Murph just pours. Some- but he can indulge him on vacation. <laughs> you know, hopefully so. Hopefully so. No, I bet you. Uh, I'm teasing. I bet you he has nice taste. Now that yeah, he's you're right, uh, it's Maxwell House. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, we're not drinking much better over here. Uh, <laughs> over here in the Tide 109 studio. So I don't want to paint the wrong picture here that we're, uh, doing it much, much better. Uh, let's, uh, let's hit a break right here because I got my friend Michael Bronner. He's sitting, uh, he's biting off all his fingernails to get on the show. So we're going to have Michael Bronner from WNSP join us in just a minute. Seth, let's talk to him when we open it up about the NCAA football game. Yeah, because, uh, NCAA football made an announcement. All the, uh, under 45ers. No, all the under, what do you think, 55 people who, who, who might enjoy the NCAA football game? A uh, huge announcement for the NCAA football game. What player? Are we going to see Caleb Williams on the cover? No, no, no. We got to push. We got to push for – we got to push for what, – what Bama player can we get? We got to push for Jason McClellan. We got to push for – Kool-Aid. Dude, bingo. Game over. Kool-Aid McKinstry on the cover. Come on, EA Sports. We'll talk about that with Michael Bronner on the other side. This is Cup of Joe, Midday Madness on Tide 100.9. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOM. An equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. I'll be seeing their clothing around town on game days. Check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. Luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz in the Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz in the Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley. Luxury game day apparel redefined. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy with scattered showers and thunderstorms around through tonight. The high today 81, tonight's low 64. Similar weather tomorrow. Partially sunny, scattered showers and storms developing by afternoon. The high at 82. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For more from Tide 100.9, let's it fly! And there's it! Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. i 
On Tide 100.9, hanging out with our friends Nathan Reed, Aiden Dolan, Seb Shari, and myself, of course, Joe Gaither. We're now going out to the Derrick Daniels State Farm Hotline to find our friend Michael Bronner, Michael Bronner of WNSP fame. You can find him on the Twitter machine, at WNSP. Michael Bronner, what's going on, man? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on, as always. Always always appreciate a little uh, midday madness on Cup of Joe. Michael, give us a little quick 30 seconds on whatever song it was that Sep uh, decided to play for us. Oh, I think that's always been the song that was played when I came on. That's uh, Terrapin Station, a famous little 16-minute song. You know, I recommend you give it uh, an entire listen. But, yeah, it's about 16 minutes, so you better have a little bit of time. It's a journey, more of a song, more than a song, really. I understand. I feel you. I feel you. So, Michael, would $500 be enough for you to give EA your name, image, and likeness to participate in the new EA Sports NCAA football game? My name, image, and likeness? Have Have you seen this? Okay, so EA has announced or has kind of put it out that EA has a $5 million budget for the name, image, and likenesses of the players. And they they have roughly estimated that each of the players who wants to participate or chooses to participate will receive $500. Yeah, so if I'm a player, I, w- I would say, hell no. But, you know, if I'm me, yes, $500 is going to be plenty, too. They can have my name, image, likeness, and probably a little bit more for, for $500. I don't think uh, I'm offering $500 worth of uh, worth of stuff to the table for them. So, yeah, they I, I would take that. But, you know, if I'm Jalen Milrow, I'd probably take that. You, you don't think 500 bucks and a, and a copy of uh, EA Sports would satisfy the average college athlete? I guess it's a little bit different in the era of NIL because it's not like that's the only thing that they can make money off of. But it is a little bit insulting. Like, yeah, we're going to play. And it's like they probably grew up, like, wanting their name in the video game. So, you know, they could offer them nothing and say, like, we're just going to put your name in the video game anyway. But it's like $500. It's almost an insulting number to the players. Okay, I didn't see it that way. Aiden, are you in in, – because I thought – Absolutely. If you're like a power five major conference football player, like if you're at Alabama, if you're at like Georgia. Caleb Williams? Okay, okay. For They're Caleb Williams. Aside like $50,000 for just him. For Caleb Williams and, and those folks, yes, it's $500 is, is an absolute joke. But what if you play, uh, what if you play Troy? What if you're playing at, at South Alabama? What if you're playing at, at Georgia Southern? What if you're playing, you know, I no disrespect to those schools, but you're not on the Alabama level. What, like, come on, 500 bucks and a copy of the game? I'm, I'm golden. How big of a check do you think uh, Bill Belichick is passing up every year to not be in that? Um, I think that I think that's approval of number. I think they get like ten thousand dollars or something like that. But, but, but for him, <laughs> for him, Belichick's like it's not worth my time. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's got to be he's got to be the only non fun one, the only coach not in that. I mean, think about it. Like, if you're Jermaine Burton, if you're Jermaine Burton, you're gonna be like. Look, EA is going to mess up and make you the wide receiver one on this Alabama team, even though you're probably going to be wide receiver four. Like he's going to—it's about five hundred bucks, and, and, and it's going to be great for him. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, who's I think, turning I down five hundred dollars? That's like his two-week paycheck when he's working mall security in three years. Right. Oh, don't say that. Aiden Jermaine Burton's going to have a great season. Come he's going to have now. a good ten minutes in the like XFL. A... Yeah. Yes, Aiden. Oh. <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves, Bronner. Let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, I, I'm a believer in the Jermaine. Why? Well, okay, all right. Why? Give us any reason why. Just hope. Oh, he was the best receiver. He was probably the best receiver on the field in the Sugar Bowl. Okay. So you have a good game against a team from a conference that doesn't field defenses, and that makes you a great wide receiver? Well, it also helped that that Bryce Young was Bryce Young in that game. But I, I mean, I think the receiver core, receiver core as a whole, is going to come along more so this year. Whether that includes Burton or not remains to be seen. Burton's been left behind. I don't know Benson might just take over. Yeah, he he very well may. I will see if he can keep his head on straight as well. But he also needs to be able to catch the ball when it comes to him, which obviously was an issue on a day. So 
I don't know. I, I think Burton can be a contributor, but yeah, you're probably right. He'll never be uh, what we thought he was when we when we uh, got him. He ain't gonna be no daggone Malik Benson. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm all in on Malik Benson. Michael Bronner, yesterday we played a game on Cup of Joe and on the game with Ryan Fowler as I'm playing double duty. So I want to uh, put the gun to your head, Michael Bronner, uh, as we proverbially did yesterday to all of our guests and listeners. Gun to your head, Michael Bronner, you need to win a football game and you get to choose your starting quarterback. Your choices are the five Alabama scholarship quarterbacks. One win for Michael Bronner saves your life. Who are you choosing? Ah. Uh, uh. Oh, dear. Ty Simpson. Uh, I got to go with Ty Simpson. Uh, and it's actually not that particularly difficult of a decision. Whereas Jalen Milrow, I mean, he, he very much almost lost two games last season. I understand the, the big run against Arkansas that put the game away, but that game was, what, 28 nothing, And then, yeah, the defense choked and they gave up an onside kick. But it would have helped if the offense didn't stall out for two and a half quarters as well and the passing game was non-existent. And then the next week against Texas A&M, you can very much say the reason it was close was because Jalen Milrow wasn't good. I'm a believer in the ceiling of Ty Simpson. I think he's, the ceiling of Ty Simpson is much higher than that of Jalen Milrow. I think we've seen what Jalen Milrow is. I think if Jalen Milrow had gotten better, he'd already be the starter by now because he, he brings that much in the running game. But Ty Simpson, I, we, we know he's not slow either. I, I'm going Ty Simpson. There's no way I'm going with Tyler Buckner. And I'm not putting my faith yet in Eli Holstein or Dylan Lonergan. Let me ask, can I can I take Julian Sayan? <laughs> if you want to, if you, it's your life or death, Michael Bronner. So if that's what, uh, if that's the risk you want to play, uh, we can we can allow you to take the child. Uh, I'll go with Ty Simpson for now. All right, we had a lot of we had a, a, a smattering of votes between Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, and uh, Tyler Butner. We actually got a couple of votes yesterday for Eli Holstein. Unfortunately, no votes for Dylan Lonergan yesterday. Shocker. Um, no, I'm going Milrow. I think Milrow gives you the best opportunity to win. And, and you said uh, you, you said in, in your kind of explanation that uh, Jalen Milrow almost lost two games, but Miss Brandy. Uh, uh, told us in the 90s that everybody knows almost doesn't count. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Milrow is the best athlete. Milrow is the the quarterback that is the easiest quarterback to uh, to game plan for, to, to create a game plan for, to, to create an effective game plan for. You, you need the least amount of weapons. You need the least amount of things to go right for Jalen Milrow he's to win. Probably the easiest, he's also probably the easiest quarterback for a defense to create a game plan for. I don't think so. so. No, I don't think so. Make him, make him throw the ball. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to be very easy. Uh, it's, if, you, if you mix in a heavy dose, a little quarterback read option, you miss that, and you mix in a play action passing game, you get Jalen Milrow out onto the edges. I think if you put Jalen, look, imagine Michael Bronner, uh, a Jalen Milrow and a Kyle Shanahan type scheme, and I think that's what you're going to end up kind of seeing with Tommy Reese. I think Tommy Reese kind of plays from that, uh, plays from those playbooks of where we're going to get under center, we're going to utilize our tight ends, we're going to move the guys around, we're going to zone block, we're going to get into some uh, some play action passing. I think Jalen Milrow is going to be highly effective this year. He has a four tight end so set. You're, so you're all in. You think Jalen Milrow is starting against Texas? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, right, right now, 115 I, days away, I do. I would I would probably agree with that. That doesn't mean necessarily that it's going to be this, uh, the starter for the whole season. Now, I'm of the belief that I think we're going to lose the Texas game, but, you know, I didn't say That's, that. That's not an unpopular opinion. You know, no, Michael, you're not alone. The guru of the station, one Coach Wim Sanderson, has been on the Texas victory for now two, three weeks now. So uh, dive into that real quick. What about Texas makes you think they're going to come into Bryant Davis Stadium and beat us? Ah, well, they would have beaten us last year when you were with What a could have, should have, tip the wings. This can't hurt. Yeah, it's the it's the it's now the if viewers didn't get hurt game. But I mean, you can't disagree with that. Hudson Card almost beat us on a limp ankle, and then if Bryce didn't pull a rabbit out of his hat, they still would have won. I mean, if viewers is healthy, 
I'll tell you what, if Texas comes in and puts up 35 points, which they're more than capable of doing, they return the best receiver trio in the country. Yeah, you lose Dijon Robinson, but I don't think that's going to be a huge, huge issue. You return the best receiver trio in the country, and then, and then you all, you know, A.D. AD Mitchell over there in, uh, in Texas, Alabama fans, pretty familiar with him, unfortunately, from the national championship against Georgia. But uh, that being said, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be able to come in and put up enough points. I think they have a lot of firepower, and I don't know if we're going to be able to keep up. You don't know, if we're, uh, Michael. Did you watch A Day? The defensive backs were good, man. Did, did you? Yeah, the defense. Did you watch A Day? The defense were good. I want to de- roll out there in an eight DB set and call it a day. Yeah, those guys defense were. Play- wasn't, defense wasn't going up against Quinn Ewers. Mm, well, no, and they're, it's good. This, this is more than fair. But they contested every pass. I, I, look, I think that. Mm, you don't think the 6 p.m. kickoff helps Alabama? I do. Uh, I think I think the 6 p.m. Kick, kickoff helps, although it was going to be loud either way. Uh, you know, I made the point yesterday, big noon kickoff is the worst thing college football television's ever done. Like, take a big game and give it a small game feel, put it at 11 a.m. Central time. Michael, uh, so 6 p.m., you know, it's going to be electric. But, when, when you get yeah. off with us today uh, and you get prepared for your, for your show on WNSP starting at 3 o'clock, I want you to do just a little bit of deep dive. Go to RollTide.com and go to the, schedule, the football schedule uh, and start scrolling through the, the, the schedules from year to year to year. I will contend that this Texas game is the single biggest non-conference game that has ever been played in Bryant-Denny Stadium, ever. And you look through the schedules over the last 30, 40 years, since Bryant-Denny Stadium's inception, look, in my lifetime, you've brought... Penn Stadium twice, you brought Oklahoma in once. Texas is the next, this Texas game is the biggest game, at least in my lifetime. I think it's going to be the biggest game in, Brian, in the history of Brian Denny Stadium. Biggest game in the history of Brian Denny Stadium. Bigger than 2019 LSU. Wow. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's Biden right coming? there. It, it, it's not, it's not, it's not. <laughs> I don't think he's coming. But, uh, it, yeah, I think, uh, I think you're on the right track there. I don't think that's a wild thing to say at all. And it is going to be electric, but I don't think that guarantees you anything. Joe Burrow came in and did it. I, and I really am like all in on, on the Quinn Ewers hype train. I, I do think he's that good. And I think he's capable of coming in and putting up 40 points. And I just don't know if. Uh, is it because you're envious of the mullet? Uh, yeah, I'm all in on the mullet. I, I think Quinn Ewers is really good. Good enough that Arch Manning is never going to start a game at Texas. Never. <laughs> That's why I have you on, Michael, because you're insane. Never. I love it. Never. Oh, my gosh. Okay, did you uh... – you, you were got two years there. I don't think the Manning family is going to want uh, gonna want their, their golden boy sitting for two years. The Manning family. They're going to they're gonna be patient with him, especially if, especially if they knew – especially if they know and they knew what all the – what all the – you know – Recruiting analyst said he's not really a five star. He needs to develop. He needs to develop. He is not really a five star. If, if, if they know that really, truth, if they know that truth, they're going to want to sit and wait and develop. Where it gets really interesting is if Texas underachieves this year, which I don't. I don't think they will. I think they're going to win at least ten games and win the Big Twelve. But if Texas underachieves this year, Sarkeesian gets fired. Like what happens then? Because Sarkeesian should be fired, frankly, if Texas underachieves this year. Because I do think the team is that good, and I think the Big 12 is pretty weak. Michael, I mean, do you have not- a take that's cold? Michael, fire Sarkeesian after a, just a second year? Well, well, if you fire him, you know what that means, right? You just want him back in Tuscaloosa to be an offensive coordinator. Of course I do. But that being said, like, I mean, you can't you can't mismanage this quarterback situation, this offense. Like, you gotta you gotta make some noise. So, like, what's the threshold for for him to not get fired? Six bowl games, ten uh, wins? Because Sarkeesian is not no, getting bowl, fired. Bowl game? No, I, I think you need to win at least like eight games to be completely safe. Uh, ideally, you win nine or ten. But I think if they go like six and six, Adam, that's it. After two seasons, get get rid of him. That's it. Wow, Michael. Well, that's a. Uh... That's why I have. That's why I have you on. Because I'm more. I, I can't go on that, that that far out on a whim. No. I can't. <laughs> Mike, would you rather live? Would you rather live in Portland or or Charlotte? I saw your poll on on uh, on Twitter, and I voted in it. I mean, that's not even a debate. I mean, and of course, Charlotte. Charlotte. You know, I hear nothing but positive things about 
about Charlotte. I think it's one of the nicer cities in the country. As a quote-unquote young professional, I would infinitely rather live in Charlotte than Portland. The mess going on in Portland. From a basketball perspective, I'd love to see Brandon Miller play with Dame. What, what mess is going on in Portland? Oh, you know, just, uh, just you know. We'll, it's we'll, too liberal we'll for talk him. about that one off air. Michael, Michael, are you getting are you getting getting infected by 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 the conservative media telling you that everything on the West Coast is bad? <laughs> it's expensive. It's bad. They don't know. They don't. They, they don't know boys or girls. God, oh. God doesn't exist on the West Coast, Michael. Oh man, you're pushing. No, okay, let's be honest with ourselves, Michael. Let's say it's a liberal hellhole. Let's just say, all right, Brandon Miller at what number three overall draft pick, number two overall draft pick, is not going to sniff the liberal hellhole that Portland really is. He's, he'll be traveling. He'll be operating in lanes far above uh, any of the. You know what's going on well, in you Portland. Asked, you asked you asked me where you asked me where I would rather live, and the answer would be Charlotte because I do love I do love the South, and I don't think I'll ever live anywhere outside the South. That being said, from a basketball perspective and from a Brandon Miller perspective, I think the way better situation for him would be Portland. I don't know. I see a lot of mocks, and it seems pretty. The consensus is pretty varied. I, I mean, a lot of people I have people that tell me, "Oh, Scoot is going number two, like one hundred percent." But a lot of the I mocks I look at have to pick Brandon Miller. Right. I. I, I in Portland trading down because, you know, Dame, you know, wants to star and, you know, keep Dame happy, doesn't want to play with another young player, which I get it. I mean, the guy's loyal as the day is long, so give him whatever he wants to be happy, I guess. But I would love to see Dame and Brandon Miller. That would be cool. I think that I think that would be a great pair, and I think he'd bounce back pretty quickly with the Blazers. Uh, you know, Dame can say, oh, I don't want to play with another another young player, and I don't want to, you know, play big brother or you know have to have to have to bring somebody along but i don't think brandon miller and maybe this is just my alabama glasses and my bias but i don't think brandon miller is, is, is going to be somebody that you have to babysit or and somebody that you that, that, that damian miller would have to kind of steward i, I think brandon miller is a, a self-driven kind of a guy and and after yeah it might be a a, a rough first month in the, in the in the nba but i think yeah, once you get you know near that near that Near that midway point of the season, I bet Brandon Miller would be a great asset. Uh, so, so, so I well, think. Well, the dream, the dream was dead. I, I really wanted the, uh, the pick and have, you know, the. Oh, you're breaking up. Together just, you the just barters, broke up a little you know. bit. You just broke up a little bit. So I missed I, whoever you wanted to. Can, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the dream. The dream was the Houston Rockets and have the Barners and Gumps come together. No, it was Brandon the Pelicans. Miller. No. <laughs> well, yes. In, a, in an ideal world, it would be the Pelicans. AAU Houston? No, no, no. I'm glad. That I'm, I'm, I'm very. I'm very against them going to the Houston Rockets just because I feel like they. That, that's a franchise that doesn't know what it's doing right now. Has no idea. They're gonna, just floundering. Oh, they're going to bring back James Harden. It's going to be great. <laughs> That that's uh, that's uh, that's something. That's certainly something that they could do. Uh, I apparently he wants to go back. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't follow the NBA religiously, but that, that's that's what I've uh, heard through the grapevine. You know. What are you, Corey, yeah, talking about today? Stuff. Tell tell the people about your show with Corey down at down at WNSB. It's it's the drive, oh. right? Final drive. The final drive. We got a big one today. We got Josh Pate on today. What? Good. We got Good. Josh Pate. Nice. Like, late kick, Josh. Well done. We got Brett McMurphy on tomorrow. We've been trying to. Uh, we had, we'll have Ooh, ask him about the ACC. Well. Ask him about the ACC. And what do you think? You think you think uh, the ACC is a uh, everybody. The ACC is like that episode is, is, is like an episode of Succession where everybody's looking for its their own way out of this TV contract, and everybody they're trying to build alliances, but no one trusts each other. So ask Brad McFurphy about that. Well, what's your feelings on the ACC? On the ACC, like for this year or future? Well, I mean, you, I mean you, you're obviously having Brett McBurvey on to talk about the movement and conference realignment because the ACC is kind of getting antsy about trying to get out of some TV contracts because they are losing big time money. I'm imagining that that is why you're having Brett McBurvey on, right? Well, that and he also came out with bold predictions that left Alabama. Oh my gosh! Bold predictions in May. We gotta ask about uh, Seth. Who's gonna go to the Sugar Bowl? 
Who cares? Who, well, who cares? I don't really care. I don't really care who's going to the Sugar Bowl, but the the big headline there is the fact that Alabama was left out of the college football playoffs. You know, you know why they do that, which Michael? They, which they very well may be. You know why they do that, Michael? You know why they leave Alabama out of the college football playoffs in a May prediction? So, so that people so click on, on some, so that people click on something in the off season, and so you will have <laughs> him on the <this> show. <laughs> That, yeah, that's that's uh, that's Mr. McMurphy's dream to uh, to come on the final drive before Labounty and Michael Brauner. So yeah, tune in. It's going to be great stuff. We'll uh, we'll go back and forth. Although Brett strikes me as a no nonsense, yeah, no guy, nonsense so. at all, at all, at all. So <laughs> last question for you, Michael: Is Victor Wimbenyama can't miss prospect? No, no, I'm out. Out, I'm out on, on Wimby. I'm I'm completely out. Not not like I don't think he's going to be like a Greg Oden level flop. But you hear what Woj said yesterday? He called him like the greatest prospect in team sports ever. Like what are, what are we doing here? It, he's seven foot like, four. Like, he's an alien. I understand. He can shoot from half court. It's not. It's really like you're doing a disservice to the kid at this point. Like if he's anything yes. but like a top three player in the league at this point, you're setting him up to fail. I, I just don't think it's very fair to the kid. Uh, that being said, like, do I think he's going to be a bad player? No, I think, you know it's pretty much impossible for him not to be good. But no, I'm out on him being this generational superstar. The only guy to ever live up to that kind of hype is LeBron, which you know I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but credit to him. And I, I will say about LeBron, you know, I'm kind of in on 2023 LeBron. I, I've been enjoying watching him in these playoffs. I don't know if you watched that game last night, but it took the Nuggets shooting lights out all night to prevent the, uh, you know, what would have been a ridiculous game one comeback. Lakers are going to win that series. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, Jokic hits the shot at the end of the third quarter. It looked like just a, throw, a throwaway prayer shot and then come back. To, I know. You look at the final score and it's like, wow, you needed that three-pointer from 30 feet falling away with no time left on the clock. AD in your face. What a play. What a play. Jamal He's Murray a- was making everything. I, I, it just, they will not shoot like that again. I don't know if AD will have 40 again, so that you know, that's another factor there. But LeBron tried to tie it at the end with a three. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I really do think the Lakers are going to win that series like it's sick. They, they steal game two in, in Denver. You can book that. Book it, Michael Bronner says. Follow Michael Bronner at WNSP on the Twitter machine and listen to him on the final drive from three until six down on WNSP. Appreciate it, Joe. Have a great day. That's Michael Bronner. Love you, man. That's Michael hanging out with us on the Derry Daniel State Farm Hotline, having a lot of fun with him. Uh, do you think he's mad that super liberal Greg Popovich got the number one overall pick? Uh, it sounds like it. They, he's, he's been completely infected by the Fox Media conglomerate oh, down there in Mobile. All right, let's talk about um, let's talk about instead football when we come back. Let's introduce what, what I'm going to do is uh, what I'm going to do on the game today is introduce conversation about running backs. So we're going to talk about the Alabama running backs just a little bit. Uh, we'll dive into the Charlotte Portland discussion at Brandon Miller just a little bit and just keep the phone lines open. It's uh, the Derek Daniel State Farm hotline is open at 205-342-9904. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA. An equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Their clothing around town on game days. Check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. Luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, They've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. 
right, let's shut it on down here on Cup of Joe Midday Madness Tide 100.9. Big thanks to Michael Brunner, WNSP, joining us in the last segment. I got my man Nathan Reed, Aiden Dollins, and Seth Shirey hanging out, keeping me on the rails. Really feeding me all the lines, feeding me everything to talk about. Because these guys, without these guys, I uh, would be a, just an empty gas bag. My my brain would be absolutely empty without Jaden Dollins. All right, let's um look. You guys, uh, I thought this was it was a closer discussion, but Michael Bronner did not, and you, Aiden, have has not uh, have not found it to be a very a closer discussion. Charlotte, Charlotte versus Portland, and look, the, the setup and the reason for this is Brandon Miller and the NBA draft lottery last night. If you didn't watch the NBA draft lottery last night, I don't blame you. It's uh, not a very compelling television event. Um, I, 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 it's literally look. You just, no, oh, if you want, if you want to, you can disagree. Please come on. Hey, chill out, man. We had a generational talent being shown last night. Like, come on, this is the player that is literally built up to be the next LeBron, as I've been hearing from the media itself. You're right. No one's gonna stop Noah Clowney. He's gonna change basketball. I just don't look the draft lottery. Just give it to me on Twitter. Give me the list in ten minutes. Let me just read the one through fifteen list, and I'm good. I don't have to sit there. The ESPN made it a two hour event last night. Two hours? I thought it was like thirty minutes. Well, it was on in the studio when I was here, closing down Ryan Fowler, and it was like a setup to the draft lottery. It was like a here's the prospects, here's going to be playing, here's the odds, here's everything they've done. It was not even the actual draft. It was a huge setup. It was like a mock draft setup. But and, and okay, Seth, if you want to disagree and say it was exciting, like, it's terrible TV. No, I agree. I mean, it was definitely a lot of pre-coverage. I mean, they're trying to milk every possible second of coverage out of it that they could get. And then when it gets to, I think it was 7 uh, Central when it was supposed to start, then it was okay, and they had the countdown clock, and it was like 14, 15 minutes away. It's like, what are we even doing here, guys? Come on. So it was a terrible event for TV. I, I don't blame you one bit if you didn't watch it, but, uh, but we're making, let's make it Alabama-centric. Uh, we all know Brandon Miller is going to be a top player in this draft. Uh, many people consider him to be the top college player in this draft behind, of course, Victor Wimbanyama from over there in France and Scoot Henderson from the G League. So that puts us at looking at the number two, number three, number four picks. And where we're at, we're at number two with Charlotte Hornets, or we're not at number three with the Portland Trailblazers, or we're at number four with the Houston Rockets. Um, and so I pray, I, I pose the question, like, I'm a young 22-year-old, 20, oh, well, yeah, actually, Brandon Miller's like, we're 20. Brandon Miller's younger than that. Brandon Miller, 20, 21 years old. I'm a young, I'm, I'm a young guy. I just got handed millions of dollars. Um, and, and basketball aside, basketball aside, but I, but I just became a very wealthy person. Where would you rather live? Portland or Charlotte? I, look, I thought it was a closer discussion because, Okay, I know the political ideology. I don't care. That's I don't care either way. Conservative, I don't care. Because especially especially if you're going to be a millionaire, you're not going to be dealing with any of that. Not a thing of that. That's you for know, the working class. Right, right, exactly. So, so, so no, Brandon Miller's not going to be dealing with any, you know, political left, political right, none of that. I think Portland as a city, and maybe this is ignorance, please correct me, Aiden, great food city, great city as far as outdoor and scenery. I, I, I think it's a modern city uh, as far as far as technology. Yes, of course, you've got uh, political ideologies that not everybody agrees with, whatever. But I, but I think just as far as living aesthetics, I think Portland for me. Now, now maybe it's just because uh, I, I, I like their weather a lot more. I feel like their weather relates to you, me you a lot. You like doom and gray I do, and cloudy. Uh, and, yes, yes, I love those days. You those, want a reason to sit in your hole with your cat. Well, those days make me happy. Those days make me, uh, you know, I love par- hitting in the parking lot and it's raining just a little bit. That that two, okay. a one, right. that one minute walk from my car up here where it's just like a couple of raindrops on me. It's like, yes, I'm ready to you go. You really are wired differently. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, Portland. Portland seems like it would be great. And, and not only that, just the food. They, they, they have a huge oh, conglomerate, course. a huge mixture of cultures that, that that creates great cuisine, great food. They've got a lot of Asian cultures, a lot of Asian foods, and you're sitting right there on <laughs> you're sitting right there on the Pacific Ocean. You're on the beach. You're getting the freshest of the fresh uh, seafood. So, like for me, 
I think the Portland Trailblazers seems like it would be Portland seems like it would be a great landing spot for me. You want to go the other way with Charlotte? No, I actually don't. Uh, people that have been to both Joe will tell you that like you know what we the best place we've got for food here on in this southeastern part of the country easily Asheville, North Carolina. People that have been to both will tell you that Asheville can't even touch Portland as far as the arts culture and the food and everything like that. Um, I'm going to go with Portland too. You know, I but me personally, I'm a big fan of like you know the the kind of crust punk ska scene they got going out See, there with Portland? toxic propaganda yeah. and middling flame and some of those bands and everything um but additionally dude charlotte strikes me as a city for npcs it's such a copy paste city it's there it's, because, nice. it's there because there were a couple of financial institutions that wanted to put an hq somewhere in north carolina but it, but it is nice it's nice it's got a big airport to get out of there I mean, I've I, I've never it's, I've never been there. I've just been told it's nice. The pictures no. look nice. No, I've been there a couple of times. They used to have diabetes conferences down there. There's nothing but there's nothing but offices. There's nothing going on. Sep, you want to take up for Charlotte at all, or no? We're, we're all in on Portland now. I'm not going to stick up for Charlotte. No. Oh, Charlotte, Charlotte. Like Aiden said, it's kind of flavorless. It's you know. It's a it's a big city, you know, but there's multiple cities in North Carolina that are much cooler, like Asheville. Okay, but Asheville doesn't have an NBA team. But Asheville's still three and a half hours away. Like I, I'm not even close to the fun stuff. Nathan, are you, are you taking a side here, Portland or Charlotte? Are we? Where are we at for Nathan Reed? I'm going strictly Portland just because of the team. I would rather play with Dame Lillard than... We were going to do, ba- we do the basketball aspects oh, after. Well, yeah. Okay, well, well okay, city aspects, city aspects, I think I'd still rather be on the kind of West Coast, whatever you want to call it, with Portland. Charlotte, I've only been there for literally an hour of my life, and it, it, I mean, I mean, you have teams, but every a lot of cities have teams. I don't care. Don't you feel like you saw everything in your one hour in Charlotte? Don't you feel like you didn't really miss much? Yeah, the most fun I had was at 7-Eleven, so. I mean, that's most places. It, look, crazy things happen at a Sevy after 9.30 at night, all right? Let's be real. All right, Seb, I'm throwing it to you next for the basketball side because you've got uh, intriguing teams, honestly. I mean, look, they both stink. They both stink, but you've got each team has each team has a player that you want that you would want to play with and build around. Uh, much different generational, much different age gaps with, with Lamelo gap, Lamelo Ball, much younger than Damian Lillard. But you know, it wasn't long ago when the Port, when the Trailblazers were contending in the West, were or, or one of the better teams in the West. But now they've obviously taken such a step back. Charlotte's been Charlotte's been terrible my entire life. So talk to me about the basketball fit for Brandon Miller. Yeah, I mean, it's an intriguing fit either way. Obviously, people are going to say, oh, Charlotte has LaMelo. But I think, I mean, personally, looking at it, Portland is the infinitely better fit for Brandon Miller. Uh, And that's, you know, Dame could be not around. You know, Dame has talked about being shopped. I think if the Trailblazers draft Brandon Miller, Dame sticks around. I think if Dame likes the pick, he has shown time and time again that if he's feeling good, he's going to keep sticking it out with the Trailblazers. And, uh, you know, just from a team standpoint, they, I mean, they've got more. They've got so much more to work with than Charlotte, who's kind of in flux a little bit. Um, you know, the Trailblazers are also in flux. You know, there's a reason that they, you know, finished up with the odds to get that lottery pick, but. You know, they've got more. They've got Anthony, Anthony Simons. They've got uh, Yusuf Nurkic. You know, obviously Damian Lillard's one of the best, best players in the NBA. When they have Mountain Brook superstar Trenton Watford. Trenton Watford, God. they got Shaden Sharp. A guy like Shaden Sharp, you know, he's almost the perfect foil wing for Brandon Miller because I think he brings a similar game to Brandon, but a little more defensive focus, a little more interior focused, whereas Brandon can give you that perimeter shooting wing. Um, which is something that, if, man, if the Blazers get Brandon, I mean, the perimeter shooting on that team is going to be absolutely bananas. Uh, between Simon, between Simon, no, Trin and Watford, man, he get that man off the team, cl- just clear the roster spot. Uh, but I mean, and honestly, you know, all things said, you know, Trinan didn't play great this year. Uh, but you've got Shaden Sharp, you've got Simons, you've got Dame, you've got Nurkic. That's not a bad team. You add Brandon Miller to the mix, all of a sudden that team could get scary in the playoffs, truly. That's an eight seed. That's a six seed. That's a team that can get back into the Western Conference. So I think, look, Portland, 
pulled the trigger for Brandon Miller. He's your best player. He's the best guy. He's the best college player on the board. You're not going to get a chance to get Victor Wimanyama. He's going to be the best player that he's going to be the player that is closest to changing a franchise after Wimanyama. It all depends on what Charlotte wants to do, though. That's the that's the. Oh, Charlotte's at two. Charlotte's, Charlotte's at two. At Charlotte's, Charlotte's at two. two. Yes, 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 yes. Charlotte yes. wants Brandon Miller. They can take him. I don't know. I mean, there's no telling right now. According to ESPN, they have Brandon Miller projected as the number two pick going to Charlotte. Michael Jordan's going to draft Brandon Miller and ruin him. Brad, he's just going to draft Brandon Miller and do what he always does to all these top prospects, Kwame Brown, anybody, any, any of these top prospects that he's ever drafted, and he's just going to just ruin him. I don't know how he does it. I don't know if it's just like, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm going to suck the soul, suck the talent out of you just by proxy. But, uh, but he, you know, don't go to Charlotte. Don't go play for Michael. Don't please. I, no. I can see a world in which Dame and Brandon Miller. How many minutes of Lamelo Ball have you ever watched in the NBA? He's in the NBA. How many minutes of Lamelo? I mean, you're an NBA guy, so you're more, more. I'm expecting a higher answer. I was literally just talking to the, about this to Nathan. I think I watched the Hornets less than any other team, and that, <laughs> that includes the Rockets. That includes the Pistons. Like. Yeah. Exactly. Don't you guys want Simon to be happy? He's going to be – well, no, I don't care about it. Simon's already got Bryce Young. Literally, yes. Simon got Bryce Young. I was going to be sick if they got the number one pick and got Victor, too. Simon does not need anything else in his young life. But, Seth, our point right here, we're, we're getting we're beating around the bush. You go to Charlotte, we will never see you again. You're not on TV. No. That, that is not a, that's not a compelling franchise. That's not getting on the – and look, Brandon – LaMelo Ball was not a bad player. LaMelo Ball, wasn't wasn't he NBA Rookie of the Year? LaMelo Ball was a hell of a player. And he's still and not a on media TV. frenzy around still him, Still not on TV. And, and like, not can't, I I'm, I'm going to have to, like, take the train into D.C. and buy tickets to a Wizards game when they play the Hornets. Oh, I'm going to see Brandon again. Please, please do not send Brandon Miller to the Charlotte Hornets, please. All right, so we're going to set up the rest of our day. We're coming up with Big Noon Sports. We'll have Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller in just a few minutes. I'll be back with you at 2 o'clock. I'll talk a lot about Alabama running backs. How's this running back room going to shake out? We'll talk, talk, talk about that. Uh, I'm going to reach out to Aaron Torres to hang out with me on Ryan, on the game with Ryan Fowler. Corey in Trustville, I expect him to host a little bit of the show with me as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun on the game today. You know, when Ryan's out, we just have a big circus. It's, we kind of we gotta just take the, the the cup of Joe party into whatever show that we're hosting and just make it into a big, big, big circus. That, that is often what we do. Well, I, I used to, Aiden, when I first started filling, I used to think, okay, how would Ryan do it? I have to be exactly like that. And I figured out, no, it's best to just... It's not really going to be the game. It's going to be Joe's take on the game. You know, that's kind of the way it goes. So we're going to get out of here. Derek Daniels is proudly sponsors the program. Go see him for all your state farm, all, all your insurance needs, home life and auto insurance. You can call him at 205-758-3391. He's located over there on McFarland Boulevard just across the bridge into North Ford. He's right by First Federal Bank, 1214 McFarland Boulevard. And, of course, it's raining today, so you're probably not going to be playing at the links, but we do appreciate the links for sponsoring the program as well. Anytime you want to get some golf in, go play down 69 South at the links. Seb Shirey, Aiden Dollins, Nathan Reed, thank you guys so much for playing with us today. It's going to do it. We'll be back with you. I'll be back with you at 2 o'clock. Big Noon Sports is coming up next. Peace of the